0: Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I can do mindset when it comes to faith, family, fitness and food. Let's go. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Can Do. I am Benjamin Lee. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm sure, like so many other people, your schedule has just kind of been turned upside down. You're maybe trying to figure out what's next, where you're gonna go, how are things going to be. I think those are all natural responses as we are looking at the pandemic with respect to uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus that uh, that has really affected us all I hope that you are well physically uh, I know that there are some and many people rather that have already been affected my wife has a friend in Indiana that she's currently in the hospital as a result of the uh, of the coronavirus and so uh, I was thinking about whether or not to even do a podcast uh, because I know one our schedules are, have just really changed. Two priorities uh, have changed as well. So, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts in the car and things like that. I know a lot of people are now uh, at home and a lot of things have changed and will be different for the coming days, weeks, and maybe even months. I was thinking about something and I decided to go ahead and do it. Today, I want to talk about peace in every circumstance. This podcast is going to be different than my other ones. I think the longest podcast that I've done so far has been maybe 15, 16 minutes. It could be a little bit longer. Health is wealth. That was one of my earlier podcasts that was quite long. So this one is probably going to be longer than that. But I just really wanted to share some thoughts with you today from the Word of God. So this podcast is called, as I said, Peace in Every Circumstance. I want to begin in Mark chapter 4, and also in this podcast, I'm going to do a lot more reading from the Word of God. You can follow along, or you can just choose to listen. In Mark chapter 4, beginning in verse number 35, we find Jesus with his apostles. The Bible says, On that day when evening came, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I'm turning my Bible page. They became very much afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I love this story. Jesus told his apostles that they were going to cross over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. But in the process, a storm arose. It was bad. To make matters worse, as we just saw, Jesus was sleeping. His apostles were worried and fearful that they would perish. So they woke him up. And then something amazing happened. Jesus rebuked the wind and said, Hush, be still. Immediately the sea became perfectly calm. Then he rebuked his apostles. Looking at this story, there are so many great thoughts for us to consider it really got me thinking about life and thinking about a lot of things that, uh, that are going on. How amazing would it be if Jesus was physically here and could instantly calm the storms in our lives? A lot of people are going through some storms at this very moment. The storms of doubt, the storms of anxiety, the storms of worry and chaos, the challenges that make us feel like we are perishing. Wouldn't it be great if we could go to him and say, help? And then he immediately said to our problems, hush, be still. I would love that. But we know Jesus is not here physically. He is reigning in heaven. However, there is good news. We can turn to him in prayer. He is with us and he's able to calm the storms that often makes us feel like we are perishing. He can bring calmness and peace in our lives we need to really believe that there's a passage in 2nd Thessalonians chapter 3 and you're going to hear me turning my bible pages in this podcast In 2nd Thessalonians chapter 3 in verse number 16 as the apostle paul was wrapping up his letter to the saints in Thessalonica saints in Thessalonica they were a great group of christians as well the bible says in verse 16 now may the lord a peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance, the Lord be with you all. That's why this podcast is called Peace in Every Circumstance. Did you notice how Paul described Jesus? He is described as the Lord of Peace. There are many other terms to describe our Savior, but I want us to consider that description of him, the Lord of Peace. Jesus is the Lord of peace. If we are following him as disciples, as people of the way, as Christians, we should also have peace in our lives. But a lot of times people want to know, Christians even want to know, is it really possible to have peace? Well, the answer to that is yes. In fact, Paul's desire for Christians in the first century, and as he just, what we just read here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, was that they might have peace. He said, now... May the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. Is that what you want? That's what I want. So is it possible for us to really have peace in every circumstance? I think the answer to that is yes. The question becomes how. And what does that look like in our lives? I want us to think about the saints in Thessalonica. We first read about the church that would begin in Thessalonica in Acts chapter 17, We're not going to read those verses, but you can turn over to the first part of Acts chapter 17. 17. Paul was there for a few weeks and a church started there. There were souls that were saved by obedience to the word of God. There was also persecution very early on, and yet this congregation is going to really thrive. They're going to do really well in their walk with God you see, they were following the Lord of peace, and I believe that they had peace in their lives. So let's talk a little bit more about how we might be able to have peace in every circumstance. So as a preacher, I typically have three points in my sermon. So let me give you three points today. All right. Uh, I don't know where the three points come from, but uh, I think it's maybe because people can remember three points a little bit more easily. So let's talk about that a little bit, okay? So as we think about peace in every circumstance, I want to first talk about... In order for us to have peace in every circumstance, we must first obey the gospel from the Lord of peace. We must obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. True peace begins when we are right with our creator in heaven. We know that the brethren in Thessalonica, they had peace in every circumstance because they had obeyed the gospel. They had obeyed the Lord. A peace we see in First Thessalonians chapter one. Indeed, that they that they were obedient, and that they had turned away from from sin and from serving idols to serve the true and living God. These individuals, when Paul went there to Thessalonica back in Acts chapter seventeen, they were lost in their sins, but they heard the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, and what He what He what He did while He was on earth. How he lived and the fact that he died for the sin of the world and that he was buried and that he rose again on the first day of the week. As a result of this, as a result of their obedience to the gospel, they were now right with God. Paul would talk about how they had received the word of God in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning in verse number 13. He said, for this reason, we also also constantly thank God that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. So these individuals, they obeyed the good news of Jesus Christ. It's important for us to talk about obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ, because in order for us to truly have peace, truly have peace in every circumstance, it begins first by having peace with God. Paul in Romans chapter five and verse one said, therefore, talking to Christians, he said, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now they were right with God. They were in a right relationship with God. They had been redeemed from their sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. That did not mean, however, that they would never have challenges in their lives. In fact, every Christian is going to have challenges in their lives, but it didn't mean that they were in a right relationship with God. And so when it comes to having peace in every circumstance, it begins first by making sure that we have peace with our creator in heaven. We are going to have challenges along the way, and yet we can still have peace in every circumstance because we know that we are right with God You see, it didn't matter ultimately what the saints in Thessalonica or what Paul would face. No doubt about it. They faced difficult situations, but their future was bright and it could be full of peace because they were right with God. I'm thinking about 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And if you have questions about what you may need to do to be saved, I'd love to talk to you. Feel free to reach out to me or let me know. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 13 With a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. You see, they could have great comfort from the words of Paul. They could have great confidence about What would happen to them one day that even though uh, people are going to die and even though that they're going to die, one day the Lord is going to return and his people will be with him forever in eternity. And so they can truly have peace in every circumstance because they ultimately had peace with God. They had been reconciled back to God. You see, if you want to have peace in every circumstance, you need to ask yourself a question. Do you currently have peace with God? Have you been reconciled with your creator? You see, if you don't know the answer, or if your answer is no, then you're never really going to truly enjoy peace in every circumstance. Now, don't get me wrong. You can have financial peace. You can even have peace in your home. But if you're still missing that that peace with God, then you're missing what you really need. You see, Christ came to deliver us from our biggest problem that will still peace in our lives, sin. Paul would say in Ephesians chapter two, beginning in verse number 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh, the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in Ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity. What's important is knowing that we can truly have peace with God by knowing that we are right with God, that even one day when we die, one day we will die. It's not always easy talking about death, but the reality is we are all standing on the edge of eternity. Tomorrow is not promised, and maybe this is part of the challenge and worry and fear that so many people have with the coronavirus, because it's a reminder that we don't have as much control as we think we have. Things can change in an instant. But here's the good news. The good news is that we can be right with God, that we can be delivered from our sins. And that we can go to sleep tonight knowing that if we have been covered by the blood of Jesus, and even if we die, where we will spend eternity in heaven with him. That's the kind of confidence and peace and calmness that can only truly be found in the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Now, if you have already obeyed the Lord of peace, if you are already delivered from your sins, if you're already a Christian, Then you need to truly embrace what you have. You need to be confident in your salvation. I believe that's what John was really trying to get across in first John chapter five, where he spoke about that. We can know that we have eternal life. That's the confidence that we should have because we are in Jesus Christ, knowing that Jesus has risen from the dead, knowing that we are in him, that should give us peace in every circumstance. So first, For us to have peace in every circumstance, it begins by us obeying the Lord of peace, obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. Second, we need to trust the Lord of peace. The saints in Thessalonica, they had great trust in Jesus and in God the Father. This was a young congregation, but their faith seemed to be very mature. What you find in first Thessalonians chapter one is Paul really commending them and, and and just talking about the great things that they had done. By the time you get to second Thessalonians chapter one and verse number three, he said, we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brethren, as is only fitting because your faith is greatly enlarged and the love of each one of you toward one another grows even greater. This congregation, they, they loved one another. they had one heart, one soul. Their faith in Jesus was strong. And Paul, I believe, talked about that as well in First Thessalonians chapter three and verse number five. he said, "For this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your faith for fear that the tempter might have tempted you and our labor, Would be in vain. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and love, and that you always think kindly of us, longing to see us just as we also long to see you. For this reason, brethren, in all our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. Uh, This was a great congregation. They had great faith in God, they trusted. They trusted in God. They trusted the words of the Holy Spirit. They were following the Lord of peace. And they knew that if they were remained with him, they would continue to have great peace. As you think about peace in every circumstance, you look around the world, you have a pandemic that's taken place. You have a lot of uncertainty. You have a lot of worry. You have a lot of anxiety. And yet we can still have peace. We can still have peace in every circumstance. But it will require that we trust and our Father in Heaven. It will require that we truly believe the words of the Holy Spirit that we have in this book, the Bible. But if we're being honest, it, it's really easy to say that when things are going well. It's easy to say that when there's plenty of food at Walmart or H-E-B or Kroger or wherever you shop. But when things start changing and when there's uncertainty and when there's sickness all around us, that's really when... That's really when the challenges begin to kick in. But that's when our faith has to kick in. You know, it's hard to believe, uh, you know, trusting in God when storms of life begin to, to batter us like those waves did with the apostles. But that's what we have to do. It's hard to trust in God when you see or feel like your marriage is crumbling or maybe when you get a cancer diagnosis or maybe you know someone who has coronavirus or are informed that you don't have a job. Listen, things are changing rapidly all around us. Many people don't have a job, or many people are, at least right now, are not able to work. So how are we, how are we going to respond? You know, what the devil wants to do, a great friend of mine, he's an elder in a, in a congregation, he talked about uh, the FUD factor, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And I still really enjoy that, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's how the devil likes to operate, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. He wants us to be consumed with that. And one of the great things I would just recommend for all of us to do is to be sure that we don't watch too much of the news, that we don't start our day or end our day on social media, but rather we start and end our day in the word of God. We start and end our day praying with our family and hugging our children tightly. The devil wants our minds to be consumed with fear, uncertainty and doubt. But we must trust in God. We must trust in the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter six, verse number 33, Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount or in the Sermon on the Mount in verse number 33 and 34. Listen to what he says here, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So yeah, we need to prepare, we need to contemplate and think about things, but we cannot be consumed with worry. We cannot be consumed with worry. We do what we can do, and we have to trust in God, because our Father in Heaven, He is faithful, and He will do what He promises. And the saints in Thessalonica needed to hear that. We need to hear that as well, as we go through difficult days with what we are experiencing right now. And for some, they may say, well, this isn't really too difficult, but for many others, it's having a dramatic impact. Look, this is impacting all of us in some shape or form. And so we need to make sure that we trust in the one who is faithful, and that is God. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 23 and 24, Paul said this. He said, Now may the God of peace So you have the Lord of peace, and now you have the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. We need to trust in our Father in heaven. He has given us all of the evidence to know that he is faithful. Do you believe it? When you begin to feel like you're perishing, like you're drowning, like things are never going to change, pause, reflect, consider God and his word. Consider what he's already done and know that nothing is too hard for our father in heaven. Let that bring you peace and confidence and let it do something else. The third point I want to share with you is that live a life of peace. If we have obeyed the gospel and now have peace with God, if we are trusting in God, then therefore we should be living a life of peace. The saints in Thessalonica, they obeyed and trusted in the Lord of peace. As a result, they also naturally lived a life of peace. They lived in such a way that would enable them to enjoy peace in their lives. Here's what I mean by that. They strive to stay away from sinful actions that would disrupt the peace that God desired for them to have. It didn't mean that they would never have problems, but it would eliminate many of those problems. If you want to have peace in your life, make sure you listen to what God has to say in his word. I think about first Thessalonians chapter four, where Paul gave them instructions. They were instructed to abstain from sexual immorality. He said, finally, then brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us, Instruction as to how you ought to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk. So they were pleasing to God already, that you excel still more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Listen, if they listen to those words, they're going to eliminate a lot of. A lot of things that would disrupt peace in their lives. Listening to God's word is always the best way. God's way of purity would bring them peace. They were instructed to love one another and to, to be at peace with one another. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 11 through 15, Paul said, therefore, encourage one another and build up one another just as you also are doing. They were already doing that, but he's going to remind them you continue to do that. He said, but we request of you brethren that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you and the Lord and give you instruction and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live, live in peace with one another. You see, if you obey the gospel, Uh, the, the Lord of peace and you're trusting in the God of peace, then certainly it should have an impact in your life. We should be living a life of peace. The fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five, the fruit of the spirit is peace. Galatians chapter five, we are reminded of that in verse number 22. So there should be fruit that we are bearing that demonstrates that indeed we, we do have peace because we have peace with our father in heaven. Paul had confidence and he encouraged the Christians in Thessalonica to continue what they were doing. They were already on the right track, but they needed to, they needed to continue down the right path. They had an enemy and we have the same enemy, the devil, and he will strive to do his best to disrupt peace Paul had confidence that they would continue to live a life of trust and obedience, which would help them to enjoy peace in every circumstance. They trusted God's word. And as a result, it was demonstrated in their lives. I think we could say that the the peace of Christ was ruling in their hearts. Christ was the ruler of their hearts. The Lord of peace brought peace in their lives, great peace in their lives, They followed his lead. They could and would continue to have peace in every circumstance. If they could have it, we can have it as well. When we have obeyed the gospel of peace, the the gospel from the Lord of peace, and trust God's word, I think this is just naturally going to be the result. We will allow Christ to rule in our hearts. We will allow his words to guide and influence us, and we'll seek to avoid the things that, that get in the way of the peace that we have. In him, we'll seek peace and reconciliation with one another, and we will not allow the devil to disrupt the peace that God desires for us to enjoy. Look, there are a lot of things going on in our world. There's a lot of questions that we don't have answers to at the moment, but we do have the most important answers in the Word of God. We have the most important questions or answers to those questions given to us in God's Word. We know who is in control our father in heaven we know that he is always trustworthy and we know that he is our always reliable and therefore we need to continue to walk with him you see living a life of peace in every circumstance is not only possible but it's something our father in heaven wants for us to have and we're going to go through challenges we're going to go through storms there are going to be waves that are going to hit us our lives have been disrupted Children are at home for a long period of time. Many parents are now working from home. Churches have rescheduled or canceled certain services. There's a lot of uncertainty. But make no mistake about it, my friend. God is always reliable. His son, Jesus Christ, is always reliable. Let's make sure that we turn to them, listen to them, Turn off Facebook, turn off Instagram, turn off Twitter. Open up the Word of God and trust in Him. That's how we can be pleasing to Him and have peace in every circumstance. Take care and God bless. And remember, I can do, and so can you.